Welcome to the Nerd Normie Podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm engaged to a nerd. On this week's episode, we'll be doing something a little bit different. We are going to be going over all of the Oscar categories, uh, all the major categories, and we will uh, pick who we think will win and also put forward who we would vote in if we were part of the Academy. So let's get into it. Starting off, we're going to do actor in a leading role. The nominees are Bradley Cooper and Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Um, for this one... Who they will nominate is going to be Killian. Yeah, I... for sure <laughs> Killian Murphy's going to win, which kind of sucks because neither of us liked Oppenheimer. Um... We were both kind of stuck between Paul Giamatti and Jeffrey Wright for who we would choose. I think I like American fiction better as a movie, but I think in terms of the acting performance, I would give it to Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I I can kind of agree with that. I think Paul Giamatti is, is the best part of that movie, and it's so much because of his performance. And Jeffrey Wright is a great part of American fiction, but that whole movie... It's just phenomenal is, already. Is yeah. what it is, whereas Paul Giamatti really stands out in the holdovers in a lot of ways. Um, I would also like to throw out uh, Barry Keoghan for Saltburn. Just Saltburn in general did not get any sort of award buzz, and that makes me really sad. But I would definitely have put him forward, uh, at least as a nominee. Probably not as my pick, but I think... He could definitely... I think every movie he's been in, really, he should be nominated for things. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, uh, he is like one of the best actors of our generation, for sure. All right. The next category is actor in a supporting role. Um, The nominees are Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling in Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. And again, Oppenheimer, of course, is going to win all the awards, which just is unfortunate because I thought Robert Downey Jr.'s performance was just fine. He was a normal man. Yeah, and I guess that's different for him because normally he's... Tony Stark. Yeah, but but I don't think that deserves... I also didn't think Robert De Niro should have been nominated just because... I also thought his performance was fine. Um, I it's think not so, it's nothing I haven't seen a million times before and won't see a million times again. Yeah, I think the kid from Anatomy of a Fall should have been nominated. I thought he was really good. Yeah, he's exceptional. I don't think he'd be my pick per se. He might have been, but I think he at least deserved the nomination. Um, in terms of a fun performance, I would go Mark Ruffalo. I'm kind of stuck between Mark Ruffalo and Sterling K. Brown. I think they both deserve it. I think they both put on really great performances, but in completely different ways. Yeah, I think if you tend to go a little more dramatic, you go Sterling K. Brown. If you appreciate the comedic aspects more or like a more fun performance, then you're probably going to go Mark Ruffalo. Um, Kind of maybe slightly surprising, I'm going to go for Mark Ruffalo um not, i did like poor things better than american fiction so um i'm not sure i did i didn't in fact but i really like poor things and i think mark ruffalo is fantastic in it i think his supporting the overall story was great um and i just i think again speaking about like 
uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Robert De Niro both kind of just giving standard performances. So then Kate Brown gives an amazing performance. But again, it's one I've I've I can see its inspirations. Whereas Mark Ruffalo's is, character is so, so unique, original yeah. and unique. And I can't imagine someone else playing it. Yes, I don't think anyone could have done Sterling K. Sterling K. Brown's job as well as he did, but I think the same thing of Mark Ruffalo's, and I think nobody could have pulled that movie off yeah. other than Mark Ruffalo. I agree with that 100% for sure. All right, the next uh, category is Actress in a Leading Role. The nominees are Annette Benning in Nyad, Lily Gladstone in Killers of a Flower Moon, Sandra Hewler in Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, and Emma Stone in Poor Things. Um, I'm a little surprised they didn't nominate Margot Robbie because that movie did so well and she's, you know, the main person in it. I am a little bit surprised they put Annette Bening forward considering I have not heard great things about Yeah, Nyad. we haven't heard great things but also we have not seen Nia. It's that one of the, the only, only Oscar <laughs> ones we didn't watch. And so. we just didn't, it didn't, we've not heard great things. And so we didn't spend the time to watch it before making this. Um, yeah. So maybe she is amazing and everybody else in the world is just wrong and confused, but we're not putting her forward. Yeah. Um, I'm stuck between Carrie Mulligan and Emma Stone. I think Emma Stone did such an incredible job. It's definitely the performance of her career in doing a character who's literally starts off with the brain of an infant into becoming a doctor, basically. Like she's, you know, and doing all of that maturation and everything in such a short window of time. Um, I think that was an incredible performance, but... I thought Maestro was just a fine movie, but Carrie Mulligan stands out as just an incredible performance for me in just a fine average movie. Um, so I'm stuck between those. I do think Lily Gladstone will win. I think Lily Gladstone will win, and I'm not mad about it. No. I, it is one. She is great. She gave an outstanding performance in, in a mediocre in movie. In a mediocre movie. <laughs> <laughs> for us, and we know that's a controversial opinion, but... Yeah, if anything from Killers of the Flower Moon is going to win, I am glad it is Lily Gladstone. Um, I don't think anything else about that movie was particularly memorable. Um, for me, though, it it would be Emma Stone. Um, I just, I can't think of another, kind of similar to the Mark Ruffalo one, I've never seen anything like this. I There's not a lot of performances an actor does like this, and there's definitely not a lot that work. I think there are many movies that try to do things like this and they just fall apart. Uh, but Emma Stone really is in full command here of everything and just, it is one of the best performances I've ever seen. And I just, from an acting, like the, the number of different things she has to do for this role and the range she has to cover is astounding. And yeah. so I, I agree, Carrie Mulligan is phenomenal and wonderful and i would not begrudge her um the win but i would pick emma stone even though lily gladstone somewhat deservingly will win yeah all right next up is actress in a supporting role the nominees are emily blunt in oppenheimer danielle brooks in the color purple america ferrera in barbie jodie foster nyad and devine joy randolph in the holdovers um again we have not seen nyad we also did not see the color purple 
So we can't really speak to those two performances. I do really like Danielle Brooks, though. I've seen her in some other stuff, and I do think she's a great actress. <clears throat> and so is Jodie Foster. So yeah. they very well could have given great performances. Um, Emily Blunt, it's, again, the movie, it, she doesn't have much to do. There's not a lot going on for the female characters in that movie. But... Out of the two scenes we liked in Oppenheimer, hers <laughs> was one, one of them. them so. so, yeah. America Ferreira in Barbie, not bad, but for me, not the part of the movie I remember or look forward to when I return to it. And so I'm. it's interesting to me that Barbie got so many nominations and yet not for lead actress, not for director, Ryan Gosling gets one for supporting actor, which, fair enough, he has become like a cultural phenomenon off the back of that. But America Ferreira... And not Margot Robbie? And not Margot Robbie is interesting. And not Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, she would not be my my pick. Um, so for me, that kind of just leaves Divine Joy Randolph, and that is a very happy choice to leave. She is wonderful yeah she's an incredible actress i also would pick her for this uh category um i think also that's who's going to win it yeah i i do think she's she's going to end up winning the holdovers has been doing really well especially in ones where it's been split between drama and comedies and musicals and she has been sweeping all of those awards and i think she might have even won some of the big ones where they're combined so i would not be shocked when when she wins this yep all right the next category is animated feature film um the nominees are the boy and the heron uh elemental nimona robot dreams and spider-man across the spider-verse uh we've watched all of these except for robot dreams and i will say i don't think there's any super standouts to me um i would pick Spider-Man, and I hope Spider-Man wins. I think they're going to pick The Boy and the Heron, which I thought was a very average movie. Um, I think, I didn't super love Spider-Man, but I think it deserves the win because the animation is crazy incredible. It's just a stunning movie to look at. Um, Out of all of those, my favorite to watch was Elemental, but I know that's not going to (laughs) win. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a pretty good chance The Boy and the Heron wins... Um, And it really feels like it's just off of the name Miyazaki and all of his movies that came before. It's like a career best, you know. Rather than deserving this particular one. Um, And I think for me, it would be Spider-Man. The only argument against it, which I do completely understand, is that it's kind of half a movie because it ends on such an abrupt cliffhanger that doesn't resolve a lot of what's set up in that movie um, that I can understand that technically that movie on its own you know come the sequel we may look back on this as oh yeah it's visually spectacular but it didn't really lead to anything but leaving that theater i love that movie and still love that movie so i would pick that one yep all right next up is best cinematography we have el conde killers of the flower moon maestro oppenheimer and poor things um we did not see el conde so Apologies. Yeah, that one could be beautiful. We just don't know. We don't know. Um, but for me, it would be Maestro. I think there's it's really well done. There's just 
there were a couple shots in that that I will remember for a long time that I just was like, wow, that is beautiful. I love this idea. It looks fantastic throughout. Um, however, I think Oppenheimer will win, which is the one nomination I won't be too upset about because Hoyte van Hoytema, I've been singing his praises for years. He is one of my all-time favorite cinematographers, so I will not begrudge him winning it. It just, I wish he had been attached to a better movie. I would pick Poor Things. I think visually it's one of the most interesting films that I've ever seen, which again, like the performances are interesting and unique. The cinematography is interesting and unique. It's just such an interesting movie (laughs) that like any award that I hope it does win is deserved because there's nothing else like it versus other things that like other performances could be done by other people. And, you know... I yeah. don't think the cinematography done by another person would have looked as spectacular. Oh, definitely not. So. Um, yeah, Robbie Ryan, who did did Poor Things, also worked with Yorgos Lanthimos on The Favorite. Um, and you can definitely see they were working some stuff out on The Favorite that they took to the next level with Poor Things, which I think is really impressive. All right, the next category is the Best Director. The nominees are Anatomy of a Fall, Justine Triette, Trier? Trier. Trier. (laughs) Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan, Poor Things, Yorgos Lanthimos, and The Zone of Interest, Jonathan Glazer. Um, I'm just going to start out by saying Greta Gerwig was snubbed in this category. 100%. Um, It was the highest grossing movie of the year, if not the last couple years. I know that that doesn't automatically guarantee you a nomination, but also having two of your last movies be in Best Picture and you not nominated for Best Director for either of them is just insulting. And also, she did get the nomination for Lady Bird, but to not win it, it's just like she's getting snubbed for all of these Best Pictures year after year, and it's just icky to me. Um, so yeah, I'm just throwing that um, out there. <laughs> I the The highest grossing, I don't think that's really an argument because marvel has been the highest grossing and i don't think ever one of those has really deserved a best picture or best director nomination but she has best picture and not best director which yeah is just... but they also they nominate 10 and they can only do five here so someone well zone of interest isn't in best picture yeah so but okay. <laughs> anyway i think there are legitimate arguments for why she could have been re- left off i just don't think that what they are overlooking is that not only did she take a movie about a doll and turn it into the highest grossing movie of the year, which it should not have been based on everything else, the fact she's able to bring together this huge ensemble cast, the style of the movie is super interesting, the costumes, the music choices, every decision a director makes about this movie is why, despite everything being against it, it succeeded and that's why she should be nominated, not just because she's been nominated in the past and not won, or she's had good movies in the past, and this one made a lot of money. I don't care about any of that. I think directing-wise, the most impressive thing you can do is pull together a bunch of stuff in different departments and have everyone bring their A-game. And of all the movies, only really poor things does that as well. Yeah. It is the only other movie where I look at it and go, oh my god, if I was directing this, I don't know how... You come up with so many different decisions and pull so many different people together in order to make the movie 
come together in such a spectacular way. But regardless of the argument, we think she was snubbed for best director. Yes. And I think I would pick Greta Gerwig as my best director. I think it's just that, like, Poor Things would be my second pick with Yorgos, who is my favorite director. And it partly might just be this isn't my favorite film, and he is my favorite director. And so I think he can be better. I don't know what he could have done differently with this movie, per se. Um, but for me, it really shocked me that Barbie works as well as it does and that all is at the feet of Greta Gerwig yeah uh Barbie is one of my comfort movies I've rewatched it like 10 times since it's come out I would for sure have picked Greta Gerwig for best director had she been nominated but as she is not I also would pick Yorgos Lanthimos for poor things just because it's like such a feat he made such an incredible film and it is weird and chaotic and the fact that his brain worked that way and put it all together is just crazy and it's a phenomenal movie um christopher nolan will win and it is yeah it's such a shame i thought i've seen just about it i think there's only one i guess technically two feature films he's made from early in his career are the only ones i haven't seen and this might be my least favorite christopher nolan movie I like Tenet more than Oppenheimer. I would happily rewatch Tenet over rewatching Oppenheimer, and yet this is the one he's going to win it for. I think the past few years he has been in decline very clearly, and Hoyte Van Hoytema is pulling him through by making a very boring and average movie look beautiful. And Killian Murphy, even though I didn't pick him for best actor, I do think gives a good biopic performance, and those always do well at the Oscars, so I think. If Christopher Nolan wasn't lucky enough to be friends with those two, this movie would have fallen flat, and that's not because of his directing, it's because they compensated for him. Yeah, I think people just love it because it's Christopher Nolan, and it's like they refuse to believe- it's like the M. Night Shyamalan thing. He made one incredible movie, and then everyone's like, oh, he does the most incredible twists. Does he, or did he do it once? I've never liked a Christopher Nolan movie, but I know the name because so many people are like, oh, well, he's made incredible movies before. So they just take everything and say it's amazing. And I just don't think it was. I thought it was a fine movie. Same with Killers of the Flower Moon. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I understand Christopher Nolan was always going to get the nomination, so I wouldn't take him out of this list. I would happily drop Martin Scorsese off. Um, I do not think he did anything new or innovative. It is the exact same Scorsese formula we've been seeing for like 40 years now. Um, And I maybe, I love Anatomy of a Fall, but I would also maybe drop a Justine Trier so that we could get Alexander Payne from The Holdovers and Greta Gerwig of Barbie onto this list. Yep, because they deserve it. Yeah. All right. And our last category is Best Picture. The nominees are American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Um, I think right off the bat, Oppenheimer is going to win. And again, we've been saying it this whole way through. It is not for us. But for whatever reason, the rest of the world seems to be convinced this is the greatest movie that has ever been made in the history of movie making. Uh, and so it's going it's to win. It's all because <laughs> of Barbenheimer weekend and everyone had to pick a side. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, if not for Barbie, I don't think Oppenheimer has quite as many. I think it still would have some because there are technical aspects of it that are impressive. But yeah, it is, it is the Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer hype. And given that, 
my pick would be Barbie. <laughs> pick a side, I pick the right one. <laughs> yeah. I- um, I think that Holdovers probably deserves it. Or American Fiction. American Fiction, too, is just incredible. So there are ones on this list that I do think deserve Best Picture, obviously. Or a Poor Things. Or a Poor Things. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd pick Poor Things for Best Picture, just given because, like, we lo- I loved it, but I don't know... You know, I I think the ones that I would pick in terms of, like, a critic standpoint would be, like, American Fiction or The Holdovers. I personally, yeah, would pick Barbie or Poor Things, but especially Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, for me, on a personal level, I think I need to rewatch both. But I think The Holdovers is my favorite movie of last year and therefore would be my pick for Best Picture. But American Fiction is so close, and I do think American Fiction is a better, like, critics film. Like, it is It is a more typical Best Picture winner. Yeah, the holdovers is we're going to watch it every year for Christmas, and it's going to go down in history. But American Fiction is just a masterpiece in film. Yeah, and so I would pick American Fiction as my Best Picture. All right, thank you for listening to our episode this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nerd and Normie and tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you're on audio platform, uh, leave a five-star review. It really helps us out. Thank, thank you. you.